Here's the scenario. Aliens have come to Earth, but they don't conquer us, and they don't kill us. They don't even ignore us. Instead, they treat us the way we treat dogs. Welcome to Stories But Shorter. I'm your host, Cassie Jerkins. Today we have on Matthew Brian Cohen reading Dogs and with Limp Arms from a short story collection, Nine Stories. Planet Earth is their adoption shelter. Some take the cutest humans, others the sick ones that need the most love and care. They speak to us in a language we cannot comprehend, but we intuitively understand that they don't mean us harm. They whisk us away to another galaxy and bring us back to their homes. It is obvious that these places were not designed for us. In this unfathomable architecture, we cannot get our bearings and we feel lost and afraid. Their children, or smaller versions of them anyhow, squeal at the sight of us. Some of them are too rough with us and pull too hard on our noses and ears, but when we scream at them to knock that shit off, they oblige. The days pass. Our alien owners go about their lives, sometimes going hours without paying us mind. But we are not ignored entirely. They feed us in the morning, afternoon, and night. They give us a bed, just a full size and not the California king we were used to, but this one is soft enough and will suffice. They do not clothe us, but we do not mind. We live a life of strange leisure. Each day, our alien owners leave their homes at approximately the same time. Each day, we have a sneaking suspicion they will return, but we can never be sure. Sometimes they leave for what feels like weeks, and others just minutes. When we are alone, we have a house full of toys. Our alien owners have left us PS4s, indie rock albums, and fidget spinners for our amusement. We binge watch things on Netflix. Some of us, out of sheer boredom, start to make art using makeshift tools we found around the house. Our efforts go unappreciated by our owners, though, and we suspect they cannot tell the difference between human creativity and when we go bathroom on their floor. We do not mean to go bathroom on the floor. We simply cannot find a device that resembles a toilet anywhere, and we are left with no other choice. When we do this, our owners yell at us for being bad. At first, we are not sure what we did wrong, but slowly we begin to understand their word for bad. We cannot pronounce it, but we recognize it with context clues, like how we used to pick up bits of conversational French on our European vacations. We learn to only go bathroom outside. Our owners are proud that they taught us something. They teach us more tricks, like sit, stay, roll over. That last one is hard, because it's not something we would ever do in nature. Nevertheless, we roll over, and we are showered with praise. They give us salt and vinegar potato chips. They learned we like those the best. This total loss of agency or control may sound like hell, but it's not. Overall, we are happy. Our owners are glad we are around. If we ever feel trapped or restless, we are taken out for walks, and we love our walks. Even though we are put on leashes because our owners cannot trust us not to run away, the exercise feels good. This alien world is so fascinating to explore, so different than our old Earth. Behind each corner is something unpredictable and new, some sight or smell that bombards and overwhelms something beyond surreal. Occasionally, we will find another human on a walk with their alien. Like us, they are naked and leashed. It would be comical if it didn't make us self-aware that we are also nude, save a collar around our neck. We bark, What's going on? Are you okay? And they respond, Everything is fine. Can you believe this is my life? 
We would love to talk more, but if our owner is in a hurry, we are forced along, and that's the last we see of them. But if our owner permits, we stop. In this moment, we brush the back of our hands against the other's face, both a confirmation that this is real and a comfort to feel another person's skin. We'll make small talk, like we used to back on Earth, chatting about the crazy weather here and how we're looking forward to the next season of Game of Thrones. If we share a strong enough connection, we might kiss, sometimes passionately, with tongue. We can tell our owners like when we do this. They coo and awe as thick white goo secretes from every one of their innumerable pores. They think the kiss is romantic, but it's really something else, something our alien owners cannot discern even through their telepathy. The kiss is the last truly human thing we are allowed, sloppy and imperfect, a single raw, untrained emotion, a choice. The kiss is over quickly, but we carry it with us as we loop around the block to return to our new benign domesticity, slaves in paradise. It still sucks that we're neutered. Yay! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, what's the title of it? Dogs. Dogs. Perfect. Uh, great. Uh, so what inspired you to write Dogs? Um, this has been an idea that I've always had kicking around my head, I think for a while of like being terrified of, uh, like an alien invasion and not being killed. Like Uh I think like in the traditional like movie scenario, like Independence Day, it's like, oh, they just want to kill us. Right. And it's like, I, I, uh. I don't think, and I've done research into this and like yeah. research, but like, <laughs> you know, like people are like, no, an alien civilization that's this far advanced would not want to just murder us for no reason. It's like, why would you murder an ant? Yeah. It's yeah. like they would take interest in us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, and they kind of would probably make us pets. Like the level of intelligence yeah. is probably similar to that of like how we treat dogs. I'm like, is that, that's almost worse in a way, but I don't know. <laughs> it's this weird like utopian prison. Uh, yeah. I just thought that idea was... Uh, super interesting so yeah. I just like had that kicking around for a while I was like let me just write this out <laughs> yeah I like because in your story it does feel like kind of nice like it's like this yeah isn't so bad yes and then you'll have moments of like describing the alien where it's like oh but that's terrifying <laughs> yeah it's terrifying I think if you have free will <laughs> if you're yeah. used to that concept mm-hmm. and then you were then forced to like no no no, no. you have to live by someone else's rules i mean what's scary to me is the idea it's like you can't even know what they're thinking or how they're treating you and you don't really know what's going on right the idea of like i mean it's silly to say my story makes me laugh but it makes me laugh the (laughs) idea of like meeting another human being on a walk and be like hey hey hey, you like i wonder if i have a dog and i'm like does he think that when he sees another dog is he like whoa whoa what's yeah. What's going on? I thought yeah. maybe I was the only one, but there's more. Mm-hmm. How many more? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> like, sometimes, like, it's like you just don't understand it. I think that's yeah. so weird. Yeah, it makes me think of, like, animals that are wild and then domesticated. Uh-huh. They're, I'm sure when they go outside on a leash, there has to be, like, this weird thing going on in their brain where it's like, before I could just run around and do whatever I want. Yes. But now this larger thing is controlling me yeah i want to go where i want to go but i can't but it's not that bad <laughs> like, yeah. my needs are being taken care of but it also is like <laughs> it's this thing of like i don't know when this bargain is gonna end yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. Yeah. the way my dog uh when we feed him breakfast and dinner like he rushes it 
And part of it is like he's hungry, but also part of it is like he doesn't know when his meal is coming. You know what I mean? Mm, like he mm-hmm. can predict the routine. Right. I'm sure he's like, okay, it's around this time. Yeah. But sometimes we get home later or sometimes like, oops, we forgot. And it's yeah. like, oh, we'll feed you a little later today. Or like, oh, now it's a little earlier because like I'm leaving mm-hmm. uh, and I want to get this done because I won't be home <laughs> until like 10 tonight. Yeah, yeah. But it's like. He doesn't know what I'm thinking where I'm like, or like when we went away for like a week, mm-hmm. like my dog's like, is this it? That's it. Yeah. I'm gone. Now I'm yeah. with someone new. Like that's got to be such a weird feeling to not understand, to know you're a part of a culture, but you can't ever really understand it. It's yeah. got to be, that's got to be wild. Yeah. Um, is that what you were hoping to, the, your reader to get? Like, do you have like a, um, something you're hoping they would get from reading the story? Yes. I mean, I think, <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. Probably like in an appreciation for the concept of pets <laughs> and that it is a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That it is yeah. kind of weird that we sort of enslave these creatures that are <laughs> uh, intellectually inferior to mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, the, I, I think I wanted I wanted to leave the reader with like a little bit of like, kind of sweetness like there's like at the center of every human these kind of raw primal emotions mm-hmm. that it would be <laughs> kind of funny to be in touch with I guess <laughs> yeah. to, re- to really like if you don't know when you're ever going to see a human again to like really connect with them yeah yeah would be kind of amazing <laughs> yeah. I mean it'd be scary to be in that situation <laughs> to not know right. but yeah. to have this opportunity like I don't know <laughs> When I'm going to get to do this again, I got to just do it. <laughs> I'm just going to. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did appreciate the choice of it's specifically like French kissing a stranger. Mm-hmm. It's like this. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And then I like that the aliens like it, like when they do it. Yes. But yeah. And it does. Yeah. I guess going back to like dogs or whatever, like at a park. And it's like, oh yeah, my we God, love it. Friends. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, we think they're friends. We think like it's so great that they're together. But then we ultimately leave. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, like okay. we love the connection our dogs have. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a, that's so great. Mm-hmm. And then okay, well, <laughs> yeah, goodbye. <laughs> it's yeah. this temporary thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can imagine like, yeah, what the, what are they feeling? Is are they feeling this like fleeting moment was amazing? And are they sad about this? Or are they like? Yeah. Well, we got to have it, or are they just like this is part of the deal. I get my needs taken care of, and mm-hmm. that's that. And I'm I'm loved. I think. <laughs> I think I'm loved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a scary situation that I mm-hmm. don't want to be in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really just like the sweetness of the story, but also it's terrifying at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the, yeah, it's an idea that's just been in my head for a long time, and I think it's fascinating. And so I was like, well. This is a great <laughs> vehicle to get this out. Yeah. There's someone I like and I'm making them a mixtape. Well, it's not a tape, it's a CD. I could just make a Spotify playlist, but there's something more personal about handing someone a physical CD, you know? I love making mixtapes. I make them for everyone I like. They're easily the smartest way of expressing how you feel. It's not as vulnerable as writing a letter or a poem, you know? And in terms of artistry, a mixtape is guaranteed to be better than whatever crap you'd write as long as you pick good bands. And with a mixtape, you can really be subtle about your emotions because sometimes the lyrics are hard to understand or they're just singing really quietly. You don't have to risk sticking your neck out and being all like, hey, I like you, like, like you, like you. And while you're making it, you get to listen to really good bands, which obviously rocks. 
A thing people get wrong about my mixtape is that it's just a list of my favorite songs. Not true. It's actually all the songs I like that say a lot about the person I'm giving the mixtape to. I'm not trying to give the person a bunch of good songs that I like, although I am doing that too. What I'm actually trying to do is describe someone with the songs that I like, which is way harder than it sounds. That's why I have a bunch of go-to songs that I try to throw on every mixtape. And here are some of them. The Microphones, I Felt Your Shape. All-time classic mixtape song. It's sweet, it's sad, it's desperate, it's hopeful. I put this on a dozen mixtapes and I love it each time. The best line is when he sings, with limp arms I can feel most of you. Most of you, that's genius. I love the idea of telling someone that I am feeling them, but I can't say that I really know them. You know, not all the way anyway. There's this cool bit of distance and uncertainty that feels so true to me. Sufjan Stevens, A Loverless Bed Without Remorse. This song is sad, but it's also tender. And when I hear it, it makes me think about making love. Not like having sex, but holding each other closely and touching each other gently, you know? It feels like the way I want my first time to go. I like to put the song near the end of the mixtape so they know that I can see so deeply the image of us together in a bed. I think this song might actually be about God or a ghost though, but at the end of the day, it's like the artist doesn't get to control what the song is about when you put it on a mixtape, you know? We have a lot of power that way. Paige France, Junkyard. Perfect mixtape song. Paige France is a small enough band that it's like, who are these guys? And you look really cool for putting them on. But this song is rocking enough that it's like, hell yes, I'm into this. Even if you're giving the mixtape to someone who doesn't really like good indie music. Some mixtape songs are test songs where if they don't like it, you know that they're not worth pursuing. I once gave a mixtape with this song on it to a girl and she played it in the car and when this song came on, she didn't really react to it and it bummed me out so hard, I lost all interest. It sucks because she was really cool. The Soft Machine, I should have known. I don't really like these guys that much, but they're pretty classic and it's good to have something classic on a mixtape to show your range, you know? Plus, it gives the mixtape, and thus, your feelings, an air of authenticity. You obviously don't want to show off too much, because then you look like some classic rock snob instead of someone with a real, genuine love in your heart. So, just this one Soft Machine song is good enough. It's also kind of an angrier song about love not lasting, so it breaks up the pace and it doesn't make you look like a lovesick dork. And trust me, the last thing you want when handing over a mixtape is to look like a dork. Someone still loves you, Boris Yeltsin, Oregon Girl. This is a song of multitudes. It's a great song if you're making a mixtape for a girl, but a terrible song if you're making a mixtape for a girl who lives in Oregon, or is even from Oregon, or even spent some time in Oregon before she moved away. It's just too on the nose, you know? If you're making a mixtape for a boy, it's still a good song to put on, and in some ways, it's even better. The kind of boy who would be weirded out by the gender reversal isn't the kind of boy worth giving a mixtape to, you know? I don't think it's too on the nose to put this song on a mixtape for a boy when you also live in Oregon, but definitely don't put it on if he's from Oregon or spent time in Oregon before he moved away. That's like way too weird and makes you look desperate. Sandre Lerche, Suffused with Love. Sometimes this song won't make the cut if I have too many artists that start with the letter S. It just looks like I just dug up a bunch of records out of the S crate at Princeton Record Exchange and gave up, you know? But it's good and sweet and it's got love in the title, so whoever you give it to will know what's on your mind. Titus Andronicus, In a Big City. I grew up on one side of the river. I was a disturbed, dangerous drifter. Moved over to the other side of the river. Now I'm a drop in a deluge of hipsters. Holy shit, is that me in a lyric? Maybe not the disturbed and deranged part. And I'm not really a hipster. 
but I'm sitting here on one side of the river and I feel so small and full of fire and ready to prove myself when I finally move to the city. And some songs on a mixtape have to be about you and not about them. If they don't understand your passion to make it as an artist or a critic or whatever, how are they going to love you for who you are? Fleetwood Mac, Secondhand News. You might be thinking, everybody knows Fleetwood Mac. And there's a reason for that. It's because this song rules. It's the perfect pick, too, because it's not obvious like Go Your Own Way or Landslide, and it's still rocking. It's also a song that's a little sad if you think about it, but not too sad. You gotta let your crush know the real you. Otherwise, you're being unfair. The Marches. Sometimes sex isn't about the money. I don't know how I found out about this band. I think I sold their promo CD from somewhere. I'll be honest, my favorite part of the song is the title. It looks so cool on the liner notes, you know? But the beat is really rocking, and the girl that is singing is so sultry. You want a song with sex in the title, let them know that you are a sexual being. Even if you're, like, not all that into sex yet, it just sets a good precedent. School of Seven Bells, Half Asleep. I know, it's another S band, but this song is just so awesome. This is the song I go with when a girl knows the Postal Service, but I want to let them know there's an even cooler band that sounds like the Postal Service, but there's a girl singing instead. I think girls really appreciate that. It's weird to me that boys don't have the same reaction to the Postal Service as girls do. It's not like less severe or anything, but all the girls I like, like, love the Postal Service. If you like someone and they think the Postal Service is over or too big or too indie, you know they're as dumb as a sack of rocks and ultimately it would never work out. If you're not going to fall in love with me or cry while listening to the Postal Service, or better yet, the Dental song, This is the Dream of Evan and Chan, we're done. Father John Misty, Please Don't Die. Oh my God, when he sings, I'm feeling older than my 35 years, I practically die inside. I'm not like that old, but I know what he's saying. I know what that feels like. The song is more of a wish song. I wish someone would feel this way about me, even though I know they won't, not for a long while anyway. I like putting wish songs on mixtapes. Mixtapes in general are kind of like a wish, right? Like, I wish you would love me. I wish you would like the things I like. I wish things would be different, that I was older and cooler with a full beard and a job at a record label or a music magazine. Would you like me then? Would I like me then? I wish. Liz Fair, Shatter. You gotta close with this. You just gotta. There's never been a song so majestic. I mean, nothing swells like it, man. The bass line growls and the guitar is so slow and plodding, but yet steady and clean. It's a car wreck personified, or I guess audiofied. You gotta end with this one because this will let them know, even subconsciously, that everything is gonna end in disaster, but it's gonna be beautiful the whole way. It's also good to have some girls on there to show you're down with feminism. I got way into feminism this year. These songs make it onto practically all of my mixtapes because they're so good at saying how I feel. Some people might say that this means my feelings are less genuine or more cliche or whatever, but I think it's that I end up liking the same kind of people and feel the same way about each of them. I guess it's kind of like how I like 50 different bands that are just one dude with a laptop and an acoustic guitar. They're all kind of the same, but if you take the time to get to know them, there's something special and unique about each of them, you know? You gotta love them all with limp arms and hope for the best. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about this character. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. It is a character. Yeah. Uh, it's not. Uh, but it essentially, it's just me as a teenager. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just parts of it, I think. 
personality-wise, like, toned up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is me trying to channel what I was like in high school In high school, college. When, <laughs> were you making a lot of the same mixtape? I was. Many uh, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would even make mixtapes that would be like, on reserve of like <laughs> if I meet someone this is a good really oh man. which never ended up going out but it yeah, was more yeah. like an exercise because it took me a while to realize that I just liked making mixtapes mm-hmm. I didn't really like <laughs> like care about the yeah. like let me express my feelings or do a nice thing for you I was just yeah. like I want to compile a list of bands that I like and songs I like that's what it like reading the story it felt too was like I think this person's definitely more in love with like their appreciation for making the mixtape yes yeah yeah and that was yeah I was trying to get that across and also <laughs> that it's like oh it's more about them than about yes. the other person yeah and this is a vehicle for them to kind of work their own issues out yeah because yeah nobody likes getting a mixtape <laughs> of songs that they don't know right yeah it's like oh, it's just so. a really bad gift <laughs> yeah. and I didn't learn that lesson until I think I was in my 20s and somebody gave me a mixtape uh, uh-huh. uh, this girl ended up giving me a mixtape and it was like oh this is really nice but I don't want this and what am I gonna do with this and I didn't realize I'll like, never listen and then I realized again. like oh this is this is what it was like on the other end <laughs> They didn't care. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're not making a thing for someone else. You're making a thing about you. You're kind of just trying to be like, please understand me. Please like me. Yeah, yeah. It's a very desperate uh, attempt to get someone to like come into my world, understand the art that mm-hmm. I feel defines me. Yeah, yeah. Definitely the story feels like, yeah, It's you never once is there mentioned like a specific person and anything about them as to why they would like this music. Yes. That it was like, oh, just someone in the universe one day will appreciate me yes. because of my mixtape. Yes, I think that was totally what I was going for. And I wanted to make it like a character that was essentially sort of like an every person adolescent in a yeah. way of like this could apply to, I imagine, like the way a lot of people feel. Like I was trying to yeah. channel... Uh, I think the hard part was me was being specific enough mm-hmm. to make it interesting and worthwhile writing, but also general enough to yeah. be like about a lot of different adolescents who yeah. are feeling the same kind of like, mm-hmm. I need you to understand me. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when I, for like first the beginning of the story, I'm like, these are, these are good songs. These are great. I think, yes. but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like this character. It's yeah. like very whiny, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then like, and then, yeah. And then just as it heightens and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. This, yes. this is a joke. I mean, I do think <laughs> this is a joke, but also I wanted to make it essentially like close to the vest where it is like, I do like all these songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I was them. like, wait, but what does it say about me if I like all these songs? Yeah. And yeah, I, I was mean, not trying to, as the like, joke of this, be like, this person has bad taste. And I think that was like, I think that can be a little lazy sometimes in art. Like, look right. at this idiot and just like dump yeah. it on them. I mm-hmm. want it to be more like, this is a character, and I think this person is funny in the yeah. way that they are like kind of oblivious, yeah, and very desperate to be known and loved. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something very sweet and human there, that, yeah. and something I identify with. Yeah. So I'm not I'm making fun of this person, but I'm not making fun of the core of who they are because who they yeah. are is me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So I think it's like a way to like look back at myself and kind of laugh at myself, but also, you know, recognize that there's like a real human being in there. <laughs> yeah, like a real totally. Earnesty and honesty to this sweetness. This person yeah. who's just like 
wants to be validated yeah i think so yeah and i and like reading it i definitely wasn't like oh i don't like this character which is like oh this is an immature boy who's like i'm just now getting into feminism or whatever okay yeah i i know this type or whatever but yeah yeah, like the father john misty song where he's like i'm not i've never i'm not 35 but then kind of like goes at the the idealism he has for like deep love or whatever it's like oh that's sweet yeah yes yeah that was a tough because all of these were like period appropriate uh mm-hmm. without like stretching it too much i think the titus andronicus song came out when i was a little bit older uh-huh. but that is how i feel about that line uh or that song in general mm-hmm. but yeah the father john misty song that came out like in 2018 mm-hmm. so i was just like ah, do i put this in because this feels like but i was like yeah well if i'm trying to capture this sort of like eternal and not like specific yeah. to like 2003 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sure. uh, i think i can do it yeah uh, i'm glad because it is true i'm not 35 uh, I'm younger than 35, but uh-huh. I love that line. And I'm like, yeah, I identify with that. But yeah. it's like, I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love the, yeah. And I love the character, like, being, yeah, exactly saying that too. Yeah. It was tough to write. Uh, this kind of came from, I was like, I wanted to write in a character, not just do mm-hmm. a bunch of different uh, first person stuff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, let me try to do one in a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, okay go back in my life <laughs> i felt like yeah. the easiest way to like generate uh-huh. stuff and i was like oh remember how you used to be like this I was like, Great, <laughs> well, let's do that so are most of these songs from like the mixtapes you made back in your day uh for sure yeah yeah these are all <laughs> songs that i would put on or like i think the ones i was just looking for like when i was looking for songs i definitely wrote more and i like in the story i like cut to like fit and make it feel like thematically consistent Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. but also i was just like looking and i was like what i what do i identify with was what did i put on mixtapes and like also what songs do i like identify with or identified with when i was Mm -hmm. younger yeah uh do you feel like you learned more about yourself by really deeply like why did i always put this song on the mixtape yeah i mean i definitely learned that it was like this is an exercise in kind of like masturbation or more like (laughs) But, or like deeper than that of like, please understand me. You know what I mean? That yeah. It is just like, I was just trying to tell people like, this is who I think I am as a person. And I just want yeah. you to like, if you love, like there was a thinking of like, if you love this, then you would love me. If you love yeah. all the things I like that I think speak to me, then you would love me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it is like with music, which is great. And I love it. Uh, and I love art, obviously, yeah. but it is like, it's a one way street. <laughs> like the art can't love you back. Yeah. It's ultimately uh-huh. not as satisfying mm-hmm. uh, as like a loving relationship with another totally. person. But I think that took me a long time to understand and it took a bit of maturity. And I think being in good relationships and having good friendships, yeah. like, oh, it's not just about the things you like. It's about yeah. the person uh, I mean, I guess a quick story is like when I first kind of met my wife, I did make her like a mixtape. Oh. I did like send her like, like these are some songs that like it was more ah. artful in the way of like I wasn't like you got, but I was like, oh, what what songs do you like? I'll send you songs. Yeah. Here's some stuff I like. I want to know your taste. Was Here's this my before taste. you guys were dating, or this was like kind of right before we were dating? Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, yeah, what do you like? Yeah, Here's, yeah, yeah. You know, 
here's what I like. Mm-hmm. And then she was just like, I don't really listen to music. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. Why did I do this? Yeah. And that did make me, that did force me to grow up a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh, that, this is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't ever think about it before, but. And that's interesting. Cause yeah. In the short story you talk about like, Oh, like one time this girl, she didn't even react to this song. So I knew there was yes. never anything. That is actually a real specific, but it is not about her. That is about, yeah, uh, that is a real else. moment in my life when I was in high school. Right. And I did put that song in a mixtape. And I was like, she's going <laughs> to love this. Cause this is like, this band rules. Uh-huh. I love this song. Yeah. Anybody who hears this song is going to love it. And she didn't like it. And I was like, damn, she's not, it. <laughs> she's not the one. Yeah. And then, but then I feel like with your wife being like, I don't really listen to music. Yeah. Like you still married her. Like, yeah, I was like, like oh, I, yeah, I don't feel care. like that is a deep moment <laughs> to be like, cause yeah, I, I totally get like feeling like your relationships can totally built, be built on like, we all watch game of Thrones together. We yes. like this thing together, but then realizing you, you don't, it's not about the thing. It's about the connection. Yes. Yeah. The thing can often be a gateway into yeah. a connection, but it is not the connection. And I mm-hmm. think when I was younger and I think a lot of people when they're younger, mistake that but yeah yeah i think that's part of maturing and growing up uh is learning (laughs) the difference that's deep (laughs) um well thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me this was so fun yeah and uh so do you want to tell our audience uh where you can where they can find your book sure yeah so these both these stories are from a collection called nine stories that's n-e-i-n german word for no uh, (laughs) stories uh, and yeah, I just, uh, self-publish it. I just put it out. Uh, so it's online. It's freely available. You can, it's formatted nicely. My friend, Steve Sachs, uh, shout out to him, uh, designed it and made it, laid it out and did a cover photo that I really like. Uh, so it looks like a cool real book. Uh, and yeah, it's just freely available. You can take it, distribute it, print it out, do whatever you want with it. Um, you can find it, uh, uh, my Twitter handle, my, ugh, my Twitter handle is the Matthew Cohen, M-A-T-T-H-U-W-C-O-H-E-N, uh, and it's like pinned tweet. Oh, <laughs> So great. you can just click it there, uh, or if you Google Matthew Brian Cohen, nine stories, I'm sure it'll pop up. Uh, and yeah, I would love yeah. it if people read it, shared it, checked it out. Awesome. And we'll yeah. definitely put it in show notes. And yes, thank you. They will find it. And it's a great read. And if you know what, if you didn't, if you can't find it, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> and that's okay. That's part of life and that's growing fine. up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Stories But Shorter is produced by Jeremy Schmidt and hosted by me, Cassie Jerkins.